Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of No Wrestling. It's me, Mark Sylvester here, and today guys I thought I'd do something very, very special. And even though guys, what I'm talking about today isn't wrestling related, it's something that I believe is so good and so well made and everything about it, like the story behind it about the team, the man who it's mainly focusing on, you appreciate why he's so good and why he seems to be the GOAT or the greatest of all time. But it's something that I really want to talk about because it is such a great series and that series is The Last Dance. Mentality was to go out and win at any cost. Jordan is the most talented player in the NBA by far. The show of the 90s, the team of the 90s. How you Whenever they speak Michael Jordan, they should speak Scottie Pippen. We created an image that people want to live up to. I think that's all you can hope for. Now, The Last Dance is a series that was created by ESPN and they were back in 97-98 for the last uh, season of the Dynasty of the Bulls where they had people like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, um, Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, for example, uh, that they had these cameramen all around them and filming them and stuff. And then the director who made this amazing series then did different interviews of all the different players, all different celebrities, all these different like people in the world of sport, especially in basketball, to talk about this amazing team and teams who have played against the Bulls previously in the past. Because that's one of the good things about this documentary is the fact that because I know some people don't like the way that it kind of tells you 97 to 98 and it goes back to a certain point and it goes back to the present time of when the series is um, set in. But I really like that because it kind of, you kind of find out about what's happening in 97, 98, but you also kind of find out, okay, then, so that's how Michael Jordan started or that's how Dennis Robin started and that's how they won the series back in 97 against the Utah Jazz or that's how they won in 91 and that's how in 91 when they beat finally the um, Detroit Pistons and how the Pistons just walked off the, um, the field with four seconds to spare. And you can just see the main star of the Pistons. I can't remember his name, like, say the reason why he did it. You see Michael Jordan being like, he's talking bullshit. And it's, it's really interesting to kind of have that and it makes you kind of like appreciate as well like the storytelling of the series too and it's one of those shows as well that I just loved every single second of I thought it was amazing and the biggest reason why we've had it released now is because of the um, global pandemic being the lockdown of COVID-19 and they were going to really uh, originally release it during the playoffs of the NBA releasing each episode per week but then they were like now nah, we've seen how popular Tiger King's been with it being released so they ended up releasing it on the 13th of April um, two episodes every week 
and this has been the fifth week and it's been one of those uh, documentaries that after the first episode I was hooked it's one of those shows I would have binged the whole thing but I like the fact it was released every week it made me anticipate it more it made me get more excited because I follow the Chicago Bulls on Instagram I follow Michael Jordan I've been a big fan of his since I was a kid since I was especially the most during whilst I watched Space Jam that's how I got introduced to Michael Jordan even though I knew of him because my brother was into basketball but I knew Michael Jordan more through Space Jam and watching that with my dad when I was a kid and my mum um, watching it at home with her uh, and that sort of thing it was just one of those great films that I loved and even still enjoy now uh, and, and the fact it's on Netflix is even cool because obviously they want to go on the success of this documentary as it's one of the highest rated um, documentaries ever it's one of the highest rated um, documentaries on TV as well being on ESPN where over here in the UK we had it released on Netflix and it's really cool to have Netflix release each of the episodes um, every week like they do the first two episodes and then they do the other ones and also as well I like the fact as well it's just called episode one episode two doesn't have the title just has it in Roman numerals so it's really cool and also as well I like the fact that in the first few episodes it starts to build up the dynasty of Michael Jordan and with Pippen and then you have that sort of like that's why I like that in the end of episode two you kind of have the um that sort of cliffhangers, it's kind of like, is he going to sign with the Bulls? Is he not going to sign with the Bulls? Is he going to come back? Because at the time, he had an injury and he was kind of being like, I'm not going to play for the Bulls anymore. I'm not going to sign with them anymore. And it's that sort of drama to it and stuff. And I love the fact as well, they were able to get all these different type of interviews with people like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, etc. That they had hours of hours and hours of footage to use. Like they spoke to Michael Jordan about... 200 odd times for this documentary as well and you can just see as well just how like how good he is in this documentary as well like I know they were showing clips of how good he is but it makes you appreciate even as a fan of basketball because I've I've even though I like basketball I've kind of fallen out of it because I don't get a chance to watch it but I follow the Bulls because they're my team and I've always like Michael Jordan like he's been a big hero of mine and stuff and and this documentary made me appreciate why he's so good and why he's the goat in my opinion that the stuff that this man can do and to me the goats ever would probably have to be Michael Jordan Frank Lampard and Roger Federer for me they are my three goats I know you have other like goats in wrestling like The Undertaker Hulk Hogan to a certain extent, CM Punk, Ric Flair, etc. But for me, if I'm talking about like things like football or basketball or um or like tennis, for example, those would be my three and stuff. And you know, and even though I love those wrestlers, like these three are for me the pinnacle of their professions. Like Frank Lampard being the highest goal scorer for Chelsea, winning all these titles, all these other stuff. Michael Jordan, five-time MVP, MVP of series, six-time world champion, all this, all this. Uh, Roger Federer, many-time US champion, uh, US Open winner, Wimbledon winner, um, Australian Open winner, and French Open winner. It's just, you know, it's just really cool. Um, also, as well, I love the fact it's 10 episodes too, because it's one of those things, they let everything flow. It doesn't feel rushed. And even though... There was, at the end of episode 10, that I was kind of like, oh, is it nearly over? Seeing it's another 10 minutes left, it's like, yes, it's, there's more to it. And I really enjoyed that because it shows how good a documentary is. That you want to watch more of it. You want to watch more to kind of see what happens. And also, as well, the personalities themselves are really interesting and really good. Like, this uh, documentary made me appreciate Michael Jordan more as a person as well as a sportsman. Phil Jackson is, a, is an absolute amazing um, coach. Dennis Rodman is crazy and awesome Pippen is that silent but amazing like co-star with um MJ and I love the fact as well that MJ on the documentary and throughout his 
career and especially during his um Hall of Fame speech, he mentioned things like Scotty Pippen was his number two. Like it was MJ and Pippen. And also as well, it's quite cool to have people like Barack Obama was in it. People like Bill Clinton was in it. Um, you had it even in a small clip, Leonardo DiCaprio was in it. And also as well, it's just one of those documentaries that is just so interesting and also as well it kind of shows you how even though you have this dynasty this amazing team just how in a sense upper management can still kind of affect the team as well like jerry Krause, for example like god rest his soul because obviously he sadly passed away but it's quite interesting kind of you had that kind of villain in it but then at the same time you kind of understand and how good jerry Krause was to be able to make a team that repeat repeat you know the fact that they were able to win the, the championship six times in eight years just shows how good of a general manager he was and how good of a coach Paul Jackson was to take this team to get them to this upper stratosphere to win the world championship and also as well it's one of those things that even though MJ at the time back in 91 was the biggest star in basketball ever it kind of showed MJ that actually it's a sports thing even though winning all these individual accolades and all this other stuff that is actually we're all in we're all in it together and talking about MJ as well it's this is one of those documentaries entries that it makes me appreciate him even more and even after the first episode I'm kind of like this man is arrogant but you understand why because he is that good like you wouldn't be that arrogant or in a sense that egotistical if you couldn't back it up and you weren't that good and I know some people see him as a balloon always have a bollocks but actually he did it because he wanted to get the best out of his teammates he wanted them to win he wanted them to be the best that they can be and it's interesting to see these players are like even though he might not have been the, the nicest person in the world they wouldn't want to play with anyone else you know this man was so good at what he did and the fact as well just to see him react to different things and you see him get kind of emotional when he's mentioning about the thing where he had to be hard on the other players and you can kind of see just him welling up and being like and having to walk out because he's kind of like well even though I did it I felt bad for doing it but at the same time it's what made us win it's them kind of understanding my mentality of always wanting to win always do my best and also as well the fact that he even said in the documentary and other things as well like he's missed loads of shots but he still tries and also as well, he doesn't really think of, oh, it's going to miss. He's just going to take it. If it misses, it misses. If it goes in, he go, it goes in to him. He's uh, one of those players that's like, um, he doesn't care because he wants to do his best and he wants to do the best for the team that he plays for. And also as well, I kind of like the fact they actually mentioned things like um, his retirement from basketball the first time to play baseball because um, at the time his dad sadly passed away by being shot and killed. And also as well, it's interesting to see just how, in a sense, how good he was at um, baseball. But it shows you his work ethic, shows you his mentality, shows you his winning mentality to do a sport that he's never ever done anything that's more than like minor leagues to go into a sort of like a second league team part of the Chicago White Sox to do as good as he did because even though he did play baseball when he was younger before he decided to go and um, playing basketball the fact that he was able to do all this and, and get as far as he did in a year and a half just shows how good he is and just shows how sort of like his, his mentality is to be the best at whatever like doesn't matter what it is if it's selling shoes selling merchandise being a basketball player baseball player actor even like he wants to be the best 
And that's the same thing as well of him making Space Jam. Because at the time he came back in 95 out of retirement, like he was number 54, which is his um, college number, as well as his number at baseball, because it's like, this is a fresh start. This is, this is a new me. He then finally went back to being 23. And then during the summer before the 95, 96 season, when he was filming Space Jam, he would practice all the time. Like he would get these amazing players like Shaq at the time and Rodman and Pippen and all these other like amazing players to play with him and to get him um, up and ready for the next season. Because obviously he only came back mid-season of 94-95 and they got to the playoffs. They didn't win it because obviously he wasn't able to get back to his proper fitness. But with him going through and playing with different players and doing all this different stuff, you know, it just... Um, shows his winning mentality and he was like well I want to come back I want to do it again to prove to people that actually I am that good and now I have something to prove again because obviously he's been gone for a year and a half to two years and when he did come back everyone bought a ticket to finally see him again because when he retired the first time round it was worldwide news everyone knew about it and they even mentioned the Space Jam movie like that's one, that's one of the main plot points about it he's like done all this stuff with Chicago Bulls and it's like I'm retiring goes to baseball then he finally comes back at the end of the film as part of the Bulls and stuff and you kind of see that but also as well what I really like it kind of gives you the history of Michael Jordan like when he was born to when he was playing for North Carolina at college and then he got drafted by the Bulls um, and then he did all this stuff and how he was able to get with Nike where he didn't really want to go with Nike because to him they were only a shoe company but Nike were like uh, but his old agent at the time was like no Michael you should go with these guys you know see what they can do they want to build you up and make you into like a star like a golfer or a pro wrestler and like you know a singular person rather than being a team person and in the first year they sold over 100 million air jordans you still can buy air jordans uh you can still buy air jordan merchandise like you can still buy jordan stuff um and also as well like talking about that before i go back more into his history and stuff i like the fact that this documentary you know for the younger generation who might have never seen him play um this documentary shows them why he's amazing and why he seems to be the greatest of all time i know there's always been this lebron versus um michael sort of like argument in a sense but it shows people who might only have known lebron just how good this man is is and just how good of a player he was when he first started because he was rookie of the year when he first started he got five mvps throughout his career the man's amazing and going back to his like his history it's cool to kind of like go through every single year of the balls from when he first started and then you kind of get in in 91 where he first won the championship because back in 90 they got beaten really badly by the pistons and they were like no we're going to come back stronger and, and everything else and you have all the other players who were playing with him at the time like pippen and all these other people talking about it and then when they finally won it and then they got it second and the third and he retired and then he came back and then it had the story of when he played and then you have the whole thing of him getting food poisoning and then Steve Kerr taking the shot that won them the championship in 97 then you had the story and at the end of the series of in 98 when they won it for the sixth time and then you have him saying that where he was saying to the fans that Chicago is a place that I love and it will always be in his heart uh, also as well they do the same thing for Pippen and Rodman and all the other players like Kerr they did a, a big thing about him and stuff even though it wasn't as big as MJ or Pippen to and 
Rodman to like a second extent, but the fact they were telling you the stories of them and where they played, where Rodman played for the Pistons, who basically demolished the Bulls in 1990 and when they got to their championship. Um, that was interesting. And then you saw him going to the Bulls and being traded to the Bulls and stuff. And then in um, then with Pippen, he got um, drafted by some team and then he got... Um, traded over to the Bulls and he was kind of shocked he was like oh I'm now with the Bulls now and then he had that sort of and then you had the relationship with him and Jordan and stuff and he was talking about how him and Jordan were like a team and he was explaining why he did what he did about being like I'm taking a break I'm getting my surgery at this time because he was on a long term contract which meant that um, he only got paid a certain amount he felt considering how good he was he should have been paid more Jordan was quite interesting where they got into the whole thing about him and being on WCW which I thought was really cool because they were talking about in what in game four of the world series the world championship that he literally disappeared from practice one day and then he was ended up appearing on wcw nitro um as part of the nwo hitting people with steel chairs and doing elbow drops from different wrestlers and stuff as well and it's just really cool to actually see that And i was kind of thinking to myself like i want him to kind of show dennis rodman in wcw because to me that's how i knew of dennis rodman like from wcw honestly like i know he appeared in wcw back in 95 and he appeared in 97 and 98 but it's just really cool to see them mention that and then you can see him say with michael jordan with space jam that they mention that and they kind of mentioned as well on the on the news what happened because another thing i love about this documentary they were when they were talking about the different things like when they go back in time to when michael jordan started for example the balls in 84 or when they won their first championship in 91 they showed you all the um newscasters and all the news like headlines and bulletins about the balls about michael jordan phil jackson jerry klaus etc from that period which adds more to the documentary because it's really interesting that they're able to kind of show this and not have it be reimagined where it kind of takes you out of the documentary in a sense but with having this you feel like you're back there and you're back to when this like particular thing happened also as well i loved it when they had all the different players like steve kerr they mentioned quite a lot i really like that um Stanley Kuvik, they mentioned him. We're back in 92. He was then traded to the Bulls. And because MJ and Pippen were kind of like, well, you're the big, you're the, you're the new guy that Klaus is all, all over and that kind of stuff. They wanted to kind of prove to him that actually you're playing with the big dogs. And that was at the time when they had the dream team. And they were talking about how no one else really liked this player, where he kind of felt a bit like, fuck you, why am I not part of the team? Because no one else wanted to play with him. And Michael Jordan had this like... um disdain towards him is kind of like fuck you kind of mentality towards him because back in 91 when the Bulls finally beat the Pistons he got them all to fuck off and you can see in the documentary where he explains why they did what they did and you see Michael Jordan being like fuck you you win you lose you stay and you shake the hands of the other players who you played against and that kind of shows you the, the mentality of Michael Jordan that he's like well doesn't matter win or lose I'm gonna show you the respect that you deserve and um Yes, and have a joke and a, and a laugh with each other and stuff like what happened when he beat Larry Bird's Pacers. But it shows you the respect that he has for these players. And also as well, the, the fact that if you disrespect me, I'm going to prove to you that I'm so good. Like, that's one of the re other reasons as well. He's kind of like, well, someone said to him, all right there, Michael, as in that sort of like um, disrespectful kind of way to him and being like, and then you also have another one where someone else is rooting me. He's kind of like someone else. Who's he? And then he proves to him. And then he basically <laughs> says to this player, which is the player who he's playing against. Because that's why another thing as well. I like the fact that they have the player from the team who would play for the 
Pistons, for example, or the Pacers or the Utah Jazz and all these different other teams talk about playing against Michael Jordan and playing against the Bulls and what happened to them and how when they were like, especially back in 98 where, uh, in the last episode where they show you that amazing shot that he made that they were thinking, shit, if only we got to game number seven, for example, and that kind of stuff as well. It's not all just about the Bulls. Uh, it's about the other players who played against them as well. And I kind of like that because it's not just one-sided. It's all like, this is our side of story. This is the bull side of story. And it also had people who are in neutral in the middle as well, like people from ESPN and um, people from diff- um, the Chicago Sun and all this kind of stuff and all that kind of interesting things as well. And also as well, it's one of those shows that it doesn't take away and it doesn't make these people look, you know, it's not bias at all in the slightest because they talk about Michael Jordan's gambling and they talk about obviously the sad death of his dad and they talk about more sort of like things you wouldn't expect them to talk about considering it's a documentary really about Michael Jordan and the Bulls and I like that because it shows you all the um aspects of Michael Jordan himself and all the other players that when they're talking about these people like Steve Kerr's dad was a um like a principal in Kuwait, um, in Beirut, um, and Steve Kerr's dad got shot in Beirut and he suddenly passed away and you kind of have that and then you have like Gus being talked about where you kind of have with Gus being Michael Jordan's security guard, he then becomes Michael Jordan's father figure and um, also it's just one of those documentaries that um, is just fantastic and also as well which is really funny to have people in it like Carmen Electra who was Dennis Rodman's girlfriend at the time and who he married and stuff and when you hear him with Madonna he was talking about that and his history of Madonna and you have Pippin who was talking about his uh history and stuff and you hear about Pippen when he um like nearly broke his back and then he went off for the half and he came back and played a bit more and went out again and played a bit more just shows you the fact they wanted to win the title back in 97 98 that badly um and also as well which is one of those documentaries that it's just amazingly shot, amazingly well done. The footage is amazing. The fact that in 9798 they were able to get that HD, I know they were able to upvert it and correct and make it more into HD, but it just shows you just how good it is. And also as well, it makes me appreciate Michael Jordan more because it's just really interesting and really cool to hear him talking about this, all these different aspects of his life and all these different aspects of the game. And when they were talking about Pippin, Rodman, Steve Kerr and stuff, he would then talk about that situation as well it wasn't all about him and there was a really funny thing where he was talking about different things and you see him kind of like having jokes with other players and, and all that other stuff and it's just really cool and because of this amazing documentary you have all these other people who never watched basketball talking about it saying how good it is you have stars who've known him Michael Jordan talking about their interactions with him where you've got Gary Lineker talking about when he played golf with Michael Jordan and stuff um, you have all these different things all these different like um aspects to it and i think one of the most interesting parts of documentary that i loved for me is when they were talking about the end and you hear michael jordan basically being like well if they gave us all a contract for a year and they basically gave full jackson a contract for a year we could have done the seven we could have won the seven and he kind of regrets not being able to do that because at the end of 98 after this um season finished he retired and that's one interesting thing because after the whole documentary ended before the credits of the final episode they had on the screen telling you what happened to the players like for example scotty pippen got released um Dead Robin got traded, Kerr got traded, etc. And it kind of shows you just 
how sort of like in a sense how money hungry that the owner of Chicago Bulls was because before this happened you had the owner of Chicago Bulls mentioning why he did what he did and Michael Jordan never knew it and they showed it to him on the iPad where throughout the series they've shown Michael Jordan clips from interviews that they've had these different people like the player from the um, Detroit Pistons for example explaining why they did what they did and that kind of thing and it's interesting to see Michael Jordan's live reaction to that and he's kind of like I mean, you can see Michael Jordan be like, bullshit, like, if you gave us the chance to play another season, we, we would have happily have tried for the seventh. And that's one of the biggest regrets to Michael Jordan, that he couldn't ever do that, like, try for the seventh, which shows just how, sort of, like, how much he wants to win and how much he wants to better himself, that even though he won six championships and is the GOAT of basketball, in my opinion, that he wanted to go on and win and potentially win a seventh just shows just how great he is and how he always wants to better himself a true definition of a goat and if there's one final thing guys i'd have to say about this documentary it's the fact that you have to watch it it's amazing michael jordan is the goat michael jordan is the best player to have ever lived in basketball in sport in general to be honest to me michael jordan will always be one of my top five athletes stars slash anything in general you know he's amazing if someone said to me you have to have five people to take to dinner with you who would they be Michael Jordan would definitely be in that list um, this documentary has made me appreciate why the balls were so good why Phil Jackson was so good why with the fact of having people like Pippen and Rodman and Kerr and why this team was so good and why with Michael Jordan he helped propel them to superstardom he helped propel them to um, world championships and he's just the greatest of all time and the fact that in 98, when they won their last championship, you could just see how much it meant to the players and how much it meant to the city of Chicago that when they had their victory parade and their big speech, you had nearly 100,000 people in the, lo- in the local park in Chicago. And it's also one of those documentaries I would recommend to anyone who might not like basketball, who loves basketball or anything in between, doesn't matter. It's one of those documentaries I'd recommend them because The Last Dance is amazing and worth all the accolades it's received. And The Last Dance deserves all its five stars.